interrupted. I had a special ball that was so perfect for the game. So every time there was a game day, I would give the ball to the DJ guy. As soon as the refs come out, he'll just hand the ball. But that was the ball that I used my senior year. This is how we inflated his stats, y'all. This is the secret right so, here. Lethal cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I was number one in the conference for a reason, Chris. <laughs> the ball don't lie, ladies and gentlemen. The ball don't lie. What's up, what's up? Welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss, and I am here with Christian Winfield and Lethal Shooter. Fellas, how you feeling? What's going on? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm feeling a little betrayed. Why? I'm not feeling loved by my own co-host. Why? Who neglected <laughs> to wish the kid a happy birthday That's on cap. his birthday. I definitely I, I wish you... Get a time out, time out. I, I definitely so wish you happy hurt. birthday in the group know. chat and on Twitter, know. you curved right. both of them. So I moving not, on. I did not see, I did not see a group <laughs> chat text and I damn sure ain't seen no tweet. And Lethal, you ain't even got no excuses. You just don't got some, no love for your boy. I said you something in the group chat. Oh, well, yeah, right. This is, what, is this is what I'm talking <laughs> about. Maybe my group chat not working. I don't know. Only he, text I saw was from Adma. Thank you, Adma. I appreciate you, Adma. Jeez. Anyway. Whatever. Don't if you're gonna knock me for something, at least make it something that I didn't actually do. But whatever. <laughs> I ain't see it. I, I, what, what is it? The word of the day is receipts. We need receipts. I got the What's receipts. Up? Don't you worry. Anyway, for everybody else, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us. And before we get started, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets because as I've been telling you, we're too cool for all of that. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Make sure you interact with us and maybe, just maybe, you might hear your comment on the air. So we are week two. We Rather, we are into week two of the NBA and we are going to play a little game that we like to call three on five. All right, y'all. Check ball. It's time for us to go three on five. All right, so topic one, a few Eastern Conference teams have gotten off to hot starts, the New York Knicks being one of them. Some seemed to come (laughs) out of nowhere. So we're going to go ahead and label these teams pretenders or contenders. Starting with Christian, the Eastern Conference, the teams that are off to the hottest start, which one do you feel is the biggest contender? Oh, man, you know, it... I guess out of all these teams that got hot early, I, I would go with the Heat for sure. Mm. Um, and that's not including a team like the Nets that didn't get off to the hottest start. That's not including a team like the Bucks. I think the Bucks uh, have the strongest chance in the East right now to repeat. Uh, but of all the teams that got off to a hot start, I mean, it's in their name, the Heat. You just look at the roster. Kyle Lowry, I, I think some people may have overlooked what he's going to bring to this team. That boy can play both ends of the floor, and he just fits in seamlessly right next to a Jimmy Butler, right next to a Bam Adebayo. It's setting up guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. I love that fit. Um, and I just love the roster that they've put together. P.J. Tucker, another great fit yeah. in Miami. I mean, they just have a roster. You got guys that can guard KD. You got guys that can try their best to guard Giannis. Uh, you got guys that can hit big shots. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the Heat do this season. Yeah, week. I don't know if you guys watched the Mavs Heat game the other night. First of all, great game. They match up very well together. I'm, I'm hoping that's a series that we get to see um, at some point in the postseason. But look, that looks like they look dangerous. They look really, really good. And that's a team, you know, that I'm familiar with covering them um, when I was on Miami Sports Radio for two years. And that's a team that I've always said, and I know this is a cardinal sin as a Knicks fan to give anything Uh -uh. props regarding Pat Riley and the Miami Uh -uh. Heat, but I'm going to do it anyway. I have always said that that is a really, really great program. Pat Riley runs an incredible organization over there. Obviously, Mickey Arison, the whole guy, the whole squad over there. But they are exceptionally coached, man. I have so much love for Coach Spo. I think that he, a lot of the times, doesn't get the respect I feel like he deserves because they play in Miami. And, you know, for some reason, that's not a, a team that mainstream media likes to talk about often. That is a really, really, really well-coached team. That's a well-oiled machine. And they've been so for a very long time. These are facts, you know. And 
I think what separates the Heat from a lot of other teams that we see, uh, just even over the course of, I don't even know what, 10, 15, 20 years, they're never going to be a team that comes out there and doesn't give you effort and doesn't compete 100%. I've I've watched teams. We've seen the Knicks teams in between that Phil Jackson era after Carmelo left. They didn't, they they came out and just played like they were just trying to get a check. The Knicks at one point, the Knicks at one point, like if they didn't have the lead in the first quarter, the rest of the game was a wash. (laughs) Exactly. And the Heat are a team that if they don't got that lead in the first quarter, they could be down 25. They're still going to try to win. And that's what I love about them. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the one thing I can say about that team as well, like you guys said, the most important they're world culture, but they're professional. Like we don't ever have any problems out of them. You notice everybody in their sure. staff is professional, and and they are giving a hundred and twenty percent. You know, and watching them last night again because I was watching them close as well for um, potentially I might start helping somebody on the other team, and I was like, man, the Heat are a team. Like they every yeah. somebody's on the ground, they're helping them up. If somebody does something good, they're clapping their hand. Everybody watch everybody on the bench. It's like everybody's engaged nobody yeah. sitting back in the chair it's like like you guys saying pat i mean he does a great job from top to bottom if you're not with it you're done you're out of there that's that heat culture yeah, yeah that I heat, like it. that listen that heat culture is a real thing and i think a lot of people who aren't a miami heat fan live in miami or have ever covered miami heat sports really yeah. don't really understand what that means Fun fact, the Miami Heat have the hardest conditioning test in the NBA. There's a reason for that. There's times that you, Mm -hmm. as a player, will fail that conditioning test. I think of James Johnson as the name that comes off the top of my head first. Pat Riley and Coach Spo and that whole organization is not afraid to send you home if you are not in tip-top shape. They do not play in Miami. And look, that's why they've been so successful um, you know, consistently, whether it's winning championships or just being in the postseason, and you got it. You got to give credit where credit is due. But any other um, contenders, lethal that you feel are 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 in the mix? You know, they may happen to wear orange and blue. I don't know. <laughs> may have an arena on Seventh Avenue. I don't know. Jeez. I was gonna say the Knicks, but they 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 scare me just a little bit. And I was telling Chris this earlier. Like I love the Knicks, but I. And I respect the Knicks because everybody there was my guys, but I got to see a little bit more. I, I apologize, Ash. I got to see a little bit more because, like, it's just can they keep this up for an entire season all the way to the end of the season? But I feel like the team I really want to go with, I know we always talk about it, but, like, I think I might be sold. I know you guys are going to be hard on me, but I think the Bulls can keep this up for the whole Ooh, season. Like, wow. the, Yeah, the one thing I'm watching them, like – guys aren't competing for the basketball. And we saw a situation in one of the teams last week that we thought was going to be a contender. And some of those guys were and are competing for the basketball. The Bulls, they're passing the basketball like they're in college. The same thing that Miami Heat does. And that's why you love them, Ashley, because they're playing basketball that we want to see. They're they're moving the ball. They're getting the gaps. They're kicking the ball. And the one thing we can say about the Bulls, it's it's like they're throwing alley-oops from one side of the rim to the other That's side That's that Lonzo Ball effect, baby. Yeah. Lonzo <laughs> yeah. Ball the, out here got the boys Lonzo playing so hard. Bad. I wanted Lonzo yeah. so bad. Yeah. And, and we can all agree when somebody's scoring, you can see how happy they are. And, and if yeah. you can find players where if Ashley has 40 points and I only have 10 points and we win, I'm still happy for her, you're going to win a lot of games. But you, but if you if Ashley has 40 and I have 10, I'm like, man, damn, like I didn't get my – those are the teams that are actually doing bad right now. So, you know, I, I got to go with the Bulls. I think they're going to be able to pull this out for an entire season. Listen, I know Chicago fans everywhere are rejoicing because they're dealing with it with the Bears. They're not having a good football season. So to have yeah. to have a good basketball team is, is they're ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. I think I think those Bulls fans are still holding their breath though, just like I am, because good things happen in Chicago and then they start falling apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm still waiting for that implosion that I've been talking about. But for, for, I mean for the Bulls? Yeah, I still wow. I, I'm not sold just yet. I think we 25 games in, we might start seeing, hey, when did Bobby Portis punch Marotic in the face. <laughs> oh, Listen, in, in, in Chicago, things happen. It's just, it just, it, maybe it's in the water. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So I'm just waiting for, I'm just waiting for, for the dust to settle. But I like what I've seen so far. I'm not gonna hold yeah. you. Yeah, no, nah, I believe in those guys. In every, in every conference, if you got contenders, you also got pretenders. So oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna start with you, Christian. Who is your biggest pretender? You already know, you already know where I'm going with this. I'm going to the nation's capital. The Wizards are pretenders, y'all. Do not buy a stock in the Wizards. I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Yo, Spencer Dinwiddie, you my mans. If you end up listening to this podcast, you know what I'm saying? I know you can hoop. I know Bradley Beal can hoop. But I I watched y'all come into Barclays 
and, and and lose to a Nets team that really wasn't that good just yet. And I just don't think that you guys are where your record show. I don't think you are your record right now. I think you're playing above what your record shows. Right, you're playing you're playing above your means. In my in my opinion, I hope you prove me wrong, right? Because we want to see the Wizards in the playoffs, right? I, I I think back to the Gilbert Arenas days. You know, what I'm saying I think back to when John Wall was there and he was he was going crazy. Uh, and, and I'm I'm even thinking back to to what Bradley Beal was able to do, but. I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to sustain this. I think there are a lot of teams that are underperforming right now, namely the Nets and the Bucks. right now. They're going to rise up. Uh, and I just don't think the Wizards are a team that we're going to see. Yeah, sure, they'll probably be maybe 7th, 8th seed, right? But I, I don't I don't see them getting out of the first round. That's just me, though. I, I could be wrong. Lethal, do you, do you share Christian's sentiments about the Wizards? Free Bradley Beal, by the way. Free Bradley Beal. <laughs> I think the Wizards might do better than what everybody thinks because I feel like you know, players like Kuz and uh, Trez and KCP, you know, those are my guys, but I feel like they felt like the Lakers gave up on them. So they're playing with yeah. a certain mm. type of passion sure. that they want to prove to most importantly themselves, but to Lakers fans and to the NBA that look, we're this, this wasn't just random. And that's, you see how much passion these guys are playing with. And you guys know that in NBA, if you play with passion, that's, that's a lot of percentage. And, and yeah. if you don't play with passion, you're going to lose. So, I, I wouldn't say that just yet for them. I want to. I I, I I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. But I, I do. To your point, every player that the Lakers have given up on has, killed. has started they, killing. I, we, we got can Julius we name Randall. One player no. that the Lakers has traded and they just flopped. Nah, look, look, we got Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, right. Lonzo Ball, right. KCP. We, I right. think Kuzma is still. You know, what I'm saying jury's still out. Alex Caruso. Right. They didn't, they didn't keep him. They should have kept a lot of these guys. Brandon yeah. Ingram, another one of them. Look yeah. at that. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I don't think I could pick a team in the East. I got to go with the way. Because the team hey, if I you want... can't pick one, I'll pick one for you. I got, <laughs> who, you know, I could go for days. Who would you go with? A, the Raptors, bro. The Raptors oh, are not who they say pick. they are. That I'm sorry. The Raptors are 5-3 right the now. One thing, the one thing we can say about the Raptors is, you know, in a, in a positive way, they, I think they gave too much money to Siakam because yeah. I love Siakam's game. He's an amazing player. He's a game changer, but I don't think he's the type of player yet where he can, you can put players around him and you win a lot of games. And I feel like the way that OG's playing, OG kind of has a bigger upside to me. I feel like Toronto's window for a championship, they, <sighs> they, they capitalized on it. Oh yeah, you no, know, they that got the it. chip, and I think that's it for a while. I a think while. that it's gonna yeah. take them yeah. multiple times of rebuilding that yeah. franchise, that organization, to really capture that magic again. And it's gonna take, unfortunately, a whole lot of star power. I mean, you look at that team that won that chip: Kawhi Leonard, you know, Kyle Lowry. I mean, the, the list goes on on the guys that were on that squad. So. There are some teams that it takes them multiple rebuilds to try to recapture the magic of what a team used to be in its heyday. And I feel like the Toronto Raptors fall in that. I feel like they will be a team that, you know, you talk about and they, they may make the playoffs, the play in, you know, every other season, every season in between there. But I don't I don't think we're going to see that championship parade through the six anytime soon. I just don't think they're there. Y'all being around the bush. The Raptors are not that good. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm sorry. All right, they five and three. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to rebuild. They have good defensive pieces, yes. But at the end of the day, it comes down to talent. Do you have enough talent at the top of your roster to win? And they That's don't. That's what she was saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think it's going to take the multiple rebuilding years to go ahead and build a roster as talented as the one that they won the chip with. And Man. let's be honest, yeah, Toronto Toronto is a hard market because yeah. a lot of guys don't want to live outside of the U.S. It's not right. like, uh -huh. you know, you're sending them to Charlotte or, you know, Utah where it's a, not even Charlotte. It's not like you're sending them to Utah or people are going to hate me, Milwaukee, where it's not like the <laughs> sexiest city in America, but you're still in the U.S. You know what I mean? There's Man. different, there's a different lifestyle outside of the U.S. that I think a lot of guys are not you know looking they're not really interested in living and 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 being part of that day in and day out and i think that's also going to make I'm it interested. harder for them I to get <laughs> what, what up uninterrupted Listen, send they me have to toronto. free healthcare in canada send me to toronto <laughs> uninterrupted forget forget healthcare. i want to see carnival let's go i'm trying to see what's up to hang out with drake anyway moving on i'm not i'm not interested in drake <laughs> well, you're interested in what Drake can bring you in terms of, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> you ain't even oh slick, goodness. Christian. 
Listen, now we're going to head to the West Side because Lisa is very excited to talk about yeah, the Western facts. Conference. I have my notes now, there are teams that are, are performing. There are teams that are underperforming. Lisa, are there any teams that you are hitting that red panic button like Mayday, Mayday, abort missions? This so, is not what we signed up for. Right now, I want to say the Trailblazers because those are my guys. I have a client on the team and I, I was watching them the other day again, taking notes. And I feel like, you know, the, the chemistry isn't there. And and I'm looking at it and like Dame, Dame's my guy. But if Dame isn't playing at a certain level, we don't have anybody that I feel like, well, CJ's great. He's awesome. But I feel like we can't ride that other person. And I feel like, you know, I, I love that Dame is saying I'll never jump ship or something of that nature. But they need to do something about this team because even his, he's getting older and, and, they are not panning out to what we thought, even us. We're, they're not panning out to what anybody thought they were going to be. And it's getting kind of scary at this moment because I love them. You know, I love Dame. I love Covington. I love CJ, all those guys. But they need to they need to do something. They need to change something or they need to blow this team up or or figure out a way to do something because their window is very, very thin right now. Absolutely. I think that's been a critique of the trailblazers for a while it seems like they are multiple pieces away and it seems at one point it seemed like they were one piece away now it seems like they're multiple pieces away from actually being a team that can compete in the western conference and it seems as the seasons progress they just get further and further away trade dame to the knicks stop playing <laughs> stop playing I would, portland listen, i would love dame Jeez. but dame dame has to want to come dame, dame over has here to dropping come. bars That's about what, loyalty listen, on I've, on on his mixtape mixtape i've i've said i have said this before time and time again and i will continue to say it dame is probably one of the most loyal ball players to ever play the game of M the nba the, the game of basketball in the nba and I feel like that is such a admirable quality, but I also feel like it is going to be to his detriment because sometimes when you are yeah. so loyal to something, you cannot see it for what it is. You see it constantly for what it can be. And I think that that is his problem in Portland. He sees the trailblazers as what it can be. It's kind of like a relate. Let me, let me give you a relationship scenario. Okay. It's kind of like when you're a woman or a man, men go through this too. When you've invested so much oh, into brother. a relationship and you know oh, it's no brother. longer good for you, but you're like, man, I'm multiple years in. I don't want to have to start all over with somebody else. I don't want to have to get to know somebody else. I can't just walk away from this. There's been time invested. There's been money invested. There's been feelings invested. And look, that sounds good. And sometimes you just got to chalk it up to, you know what? I tried, but we got to break up. It's just not working for me anymore. I really, really gave it my best effort, but it's just not going to happen. Come for the basketball Stay for the PTSD. This is crazy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I think Dame has to I think Dame has to prioritize himself and really, you know, recognize you did everything possible. Nobody can ever say Dame Lillard did not give 135% to the Portland Trailblazers if he were to ever leave. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's definitely uh, interesting about what's going on in Phoenix because we saw them hit the finals, and a lot of people said that was a result of just the injury-ridden season, as specifically the mm -hmm. Western Conference. Right. And at least, listen, it's still too soon. It's still too soon, but it's it looking is. like that may have been a a fair assumption to make about the Phoenix Suns. But look, a lot of basketball left, that is for sure. So only time will tell. Well, the NBA Finals seem to be a long, long time ago. And two participants from each conference are showing signs of fatigue and showing them very early in the season. The, the Finals hangover must be real because both the Bucks and the Suns have gone off to a slow start. And Lethal, as a trainer, what you're seeing from both of these teams, do you think the Finals hangover, like I mentioned, is real? Or do you think that these teams are just getting exposed a little bit? It is real because uh, some teams do get comfortable. Um, last week I was in Milwaukee um, helping a few guys on the Bucks, and I, when I was watching them play, um, all due respect, I, it wasn't that same type of tenacity that mm. I, and, and grit that I was seeing last year. It takes a few losses for players to kind of wake up again and not think about that champagne to think about the <laughs> the good time of all those wins <laughs> the because champagne. the next the next game that they played, they played with incredible intensity, um, and I think. It's true. Everything you're saying right now, Ashley, is true. It's just like all of us. Like, you know, you work for something. Then when you get it, 
and then you got to work for it again. It's, it's it's really not the same. That's why a lot yeah. of boxers lose after they get the belt. That's why a lot of um, golfers go down sometimes when they win the, the PGA. So I just feel like, you know, wake up, you know, never get satisfied. You know, you got to stay locked in. Like I tell my clients, especially with shooting, you can't shoot 40% one season and think next year to shoot 40%. Again, you can't put in more work that you put in last season. So I agree with you a hundred percent. It's real. And, and one thing I noticed, you know, and we hear players on the nets talking about this, man, actually all veteran teams that are competing for a championship, they all say the same thing. It's a long season, yeah. right? In Brooklyn, look, 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 here's an example. Blake Griffin is shooting two of 17 from three. Maybe he needs you, Lethal. Maybe he needs your services record. Maybe that's that's a cue for you to book a trip to Brooklyn. But yeah. I asked Paul Millsap about that, and he says, hey, you know, we'd rather him shoot 2 of 17 from three right now in the first five games than go 2 of 17 from three in the playoffs when we need him. So it's a long season. And I, I, what I, the way I look at it is a lot of guys need to take a lot of time to get acclimated. You know, the Nets have 10 new players in there. Uh, they're trying to get used to each other. And then on top of that, you got guys who know, okay, well, we need to save some of our best basketball for later in the season. I know it sounds crazy, but a lot of these guys that are actually com- like angling for a championship, they, some of them just don't care about the regular season. I know that sounds crazy, but and maybe they should, but some of them are like, hey, you know, once we get to game 50, I'll turn it up. But so, I feel like that's why that's, some that's of these a, that's teams... That's a dangerous mindset. It is. Exactly. It is I was just about to say the same it's thing. Not even, not even on the big scale in terms of like in a life. championship like that. Yeah. But even like throughout the course of a regular season, like I'm just going to use, you know, my squad as an example because I witnessed this three games in a row. The Knicks have a very, very... Um, comfort level have a high comfort level with blowing double digit leads right yeah and because they've found success in that there's contentment <laughs> that comes with it yeah. right you're content and in, in playing in that chaotic space so what we saw in that raptors game is you finally came across a team that was going to capitalize off of that you can't just turn it on and turn it yeah, off when you want exactly. to there a basketball is. season a season in general is about strides it's about consistency it's about continuity you can't just be bad one game and have bad habits one game and then next go. game say okay mm-hmm. you know what we're gonna play differently we're gonna be a different squad this time fellas make sure you. everybody does what they got no you gotta formulate habits throughout the season because those are the mm-hmm. habits that are gonna make or break you when it comes to the postseason you can't just switch it on that's not how that works and that's how you. that's what i tell my clients like you know when we're training Look, bro, I don't give a fuck what you just did last night. I don't care how you feel today. <laughs> when it's time to train, you need to cut that button on in your brain because how you practice is how you're going to play. So I get what you're saying, um, Chris, when they were saying, oh, you know, shoot shoot it out now. No, you need to get in the gym. You need to put in the work because the game is when you're supposed to be knocking it down. Are you going to miss as a shooter, Chris? Absolutely. But the last thing I want to hear players say is we rather him miss now than later. If you're missing <laughs> now, you're going to miss later. Like you Absolutely. need to put in, you need to put in, not saying he's not putting in the work. You know, Blake is a yeah, great yeah. athlete. Um, he's a great basketball player but as a teammate i'm going to say bro if you're putting up 200 and you're two for 17 man bro put up 400 like because like right. what ass saying you're not just gonna cut it on right cut it on at it's like like that in the mm. playoffs and just go 10 for 10 now maybe we look back at this podcast and the playoffs comes he might hit 10 10 threes in the game and i have to bite my tongue but <laughs> if, if you really want to change that like you're saying you you got to cut it on right now I, yeah i agree with you you know, yeah. basketball is a lot of skill. It's a lot of talent, but it's also a lot of habit. And, yeah. you know, habits are made in the offseason and habits are major in the regular season. And those habits are the difference maker between teams that win chips and teams that don't. And if you notice, you know, one of my favorite books is, is I read um, Relentless. It was written mm. by um, Tim Grover, who's sure. trained Kobe Bryant, D. Sure. Wade. Um, the list goes on and on. And he speaks to this. You know, habits are formulated at times where games don't quote unquote count. And times where games aren't being played, but those habits are what separates the Kobe Bryants and the LeBron James and the D Wades of the world from other players. And that's what separates, you know, the championship Lakers and the championship Miami Heat and, you know, the Bucks and other people like other teams like that who have, you know, obtained the ultimate prize is because they had good habits. And, and that's something that all teams should aspire. And we got to stop thinking that basketball is like a light switch and you can just turn it on and turn it off whenever you want to. It doesn't work quite like that. And now on to topic number three. Listen, we got to head on down to the big easy because topic number four, there's a lot going on in New Orleans. Okay. One of my favorite cities in the world. One of my favorite cities in the U.S. Great food, great people. Shout out to New Orleans. But New Orleans Pelicans coach 
head coach, Willie Green has announced that Zion Williamson is at least another two to three weeks away from practicing. As we speak, the Pelicans are the worst team in the Western Conference. Christian, listen, a lot of basketball left very early in the season. We just got to November. But should the Pelicans already kind of consider, I don't know, tanking? Consider? It's above them. They they don't have a chance. Oh I'm sorry. It, it's terrible. They're not going to be able to win games. I'm sorry. And, and at this point, you kind of have to start thinking about, yo, it, the the only way to put it to frame it is this way: How much money is Zion Williamson willing to turn down to leave New Orleans? Because they're gonna come with that super. All of it. They're, they're gonna I, come listen. with the entire super match. They're gonna come with the sponsorships. They're gonna come with everything. But if you are that unhappy there, and if you're part of a franchise that has just proven incompetent of putting pieces mm. around you to succeed, we saw this happen with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis couldn't get anywhere mm. in New Orleans. Now we're seeing it happen all over again with Zion. And on top of that. I just, it's just tough, man. I don't, I don't think they're going to have the pieces to build around him. And then on top of that, we don't know where his health is right now. We don't know what type of Zion we're going to see. He's, if he's two to three weeks from practicing, that means he's probably a month away from playing. Listen, I've, I've gone on record multiple times and, you know, Pelicans fans and the the city of New Orleans has, you know, called me a small market hater and all that good stuff. (laughs) Listen, I love, (laughs) I love New Orleans. I love New Orleans too. I've gone on record multiple times and how much love I have for the city, not only for the culture. You love their food. I love the food. I love the people. I think, you know, for a city that has dealt with so much tragedy, um, back to back, they are so resilient and so proud to be from New Orleans. And I admire that, you know, as a New Yorker who's, you know, was in New York during 9-11, I can admire anyone who's yeah. dealt with such tragedy Same. that hit their city and still have so much pride in it. And I, I absolutely admire the people from New Orleans. But from a basketball standpoint, the Pelicans, that organization has never had a good history of managing superstar talent. And that is the reason I don't want Zion there. I've gone on record and I said seven, eight months ago, you know, before the season even started, I think I even said it longer, you know, going further back than that. This is just not a team that knows what to do with Zion. It's it, right. it's not it's not a far-fetched ideology. We've seen this movie before. We know how it plays out. We we know what the ending is. Anthony Davis left, went to Los Angeles and won a championship. Mm-hmm. He didn't leave and just be mediocre. He left and won a championship. That is because New Orleans is not conducive for getting their talent, their superstar talent, the supporting cast members that they need to succeed. New Orleans is not the team that's going to do that for him. And he's wasting prime years waiting for something that I'm 99.9% sure is just not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know what's funny? When I look at Zion and his situation, I almost want to contrast that against LaMelo Ball and his situation, right? The Hornets drafted LaMelo Ball, and the first thing they did was sign Gordon Hayward. They were like, yo, they were like, yo, we're getting you. We're here to compete right now. We know we're not going to win the championship ASAP, but we're going to show you that we're here to make the playoffs because we want to keep you here for life. The Pelicans didn't do that. They didn't they didn't have the assets to do that. They traded away a lot. That's what the Hornets did. And then on top of that, they went and and hired a rookie head coach. I love Willie Green as a player. Right. Great guy. But you want to. Hire somebody that knows what they're doing, that knows how to cultivate this talent already, that has had experience cultivating this talent. So I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't not see. Not even, it. not even head coach, but listen, team owner, they doesn't know what he's doing. That yeah. front office does not know what they are doing, and I don't know if it's you know maybe reformulating that because look. I hate to bring them up again, but it's a team that I know so well. The Knicks had to do that. They had to revamp their entire front office to yeah. really start to see changes on the court because it starts in the business aspect. So it's not a hundred percent, you know, on the guys on, on the court that have been, you know, brought to the city of New Orleans and brought to this team. It's all and the coaching staff. It's also on the front office because you guys are making those decisions. It is just a disaster from every single aspect of so this franchise, and nothing is going to change it at least not anytime soon based on what we have seen and this is a situation where a player and the people that surround that player need to go ahead and save him from himself Ashley would you take Zion if you're the Knicks and would you give up Julius Randle plus the kitchen sink 
Don't put me on the spot like that. I got sure. I got to. That 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 offer could come on the table. No. And I'll tell you why. Ooh. I would have to see just drastic changes in a lot of aspects of the game because I say this all the time. Your best asset in the NBA is your availability. If I can't utilize you, you being the second coming of Michael Jordan, not saying that that's what Zion is, but if you're the second coming of Michael Jordan, but you're always hurt and you're always on the bench, that does nothing for me. I can't utilize that. That's mm. great. It's It sounds great, but if I can't see it on the court, you can't execute that and you can't use that to help take the team to the next level. One right. thing about Julius Randle is he's in great shape. That conditioning 100%. that he does is phenomenal. So to want to dump him for somebody who I haven't seen that same type of um, routine from, I don't know if I would do that. At least not yet. I wouldn't do that. I would have to see I think, more. I think that just like you said, it just comes from the front office and the one thing that uh, Leon and uh, William Wesley did a great job of, everybody that's now with the Knicks, they understand their role, even the custodian. You understand if you're going to clean the gym, mm-hmm. clean the gym good. <laughs> if you're if you're taking tickets, make sure you get every ticket. And I feel like somebody like um, Zion with, with Tibbs, trust me, everything will change. The way he walks, the way he talks, the way he – Anything he does that they don't like, they'll change it. So, and and I and I'm not trying to say he wasn't, but I think Julius Randle's mindset changed when he got Tibbs. Yeah, hundred percent. So he was always a killer or whatever, but you yeah, notice everybody. Like, imagine Obi playing for the Pelicans. No disrespect, Obi's my guy. But if Obi was playing for the Pelicans, he would not just overnight be who he is like how he is with the Knicks. He's like that because he knows if he goes in that damn practice and Tibbs is looking at him, he's like, hold up. He looked like he might have went out like, like Tibbs is gonna be on your ass. <laughs> right. So that, imagine if why Zion you smell like Henny boy, come over right, here. Right, right, right. <laughs> so if Zion had that type of pressure on him, shit. All due respects to Julius Randle. I love Julius Randle, but if Zion was Julius Randle's age under somebody like Tibbs and he had like five years, shit. I'm trading him. Zion's one hell of a talent for sure. Yeah, he's a unicorn. Paul George, topic number five. He had some things to say about why shooting percentages are down across the league. Uh oh. <laughs> he he, 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 cra- he cracked the code. He he's on the case and he knows why. When talking about the new Wilson basketball, George said, and I quote, it's a new basketball. It doesn't have the same touch and softness that Spalding has. Well, the Spalding ball had. Lethal, this is up your alley. Nobody knows basketballs quite like you. Is Facts. this an excuse or is he just not shooting well? Well, Paul George is actually shooting 41% from three, which is absolutely great. And I, I think he's just saying that because he knows he's shooting good from three. And um, I feel like as a shooter myself, I've I've shot with the Wilson ball. I've shot with the Spalding ball. Have I shot in situations that they're in? No. Have I shot in an arena with 12,000 people screaming at me and a defender pulling my jersey? No. But the one thing I can say is just shoot the ball. Like, let's not make excuses. Honestly, all due respect to the NBA players, I think shoot percentages are low because the refs are allowing them to play. I don't think they've been so used to people pulling on them and touching on them and and going through that type of defensive setting and shooting the basketball. And like we said last week, one of the, a good example was is James Harden. You know, the the defense that's being played this year this year is not as much space. So when they do get a shot, it's like, oh, they're so tired now. So it's like I feel like instead of making excuses about the basketball, let's just let's just step it up a notch. And like with um, I think you said it earlier, Ashley, like maybe get up more shots with the ball. Maybe maybe do what it takes to shoot the basketball, because growing up, when you go play in high school and to get where you are in the NBA, you go play in college. You didn't get to pick the ball. The other opposing team picked the basketball. So it's just like just shoot the ball. Don't make excuses. Um, a, a new Wilson ball is the same as a Spalding ball because they're both kind of slippery until they both Wilson until <laughs> they both get 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 put into play and action. So I feel like guys need to just shoot the ball. Let, let, let's just not make this an excuse. And, and hey, if you feel like your shooting percentage is low, like what Ashley say, put in more work. Yo, you, you know what's funny? Uh, Paul Millsap said something similar. He said, "Hey, you know, with the Wilson ball." The ones that are broken in already, you, you, yeah. they're fine, right? He, yeah. said, he said, if you get a broken in ball, you know you're going to have a good night. Yeah. But then he said, if you get one of those fresh ones, then, you know, the ball could be but slipping all over the floor. But it's crazy because the point guard or the superstar, which you know, Chris and Ash, on every team, they pick the ball before the game. So who the hell... I don't know. Who the hell is a basketball player, bro, going to pick a brand new ball? That's just stupid. I can't even shoot right. with a brand new ball. So it's just right. like... Like, like, come on, y'all. Like, and, like, and, like, let's not make this. And then the people who are having low shooting percentages, 
they've had low shooting percentages their whole year, except certain people like Dame Lillard. He's going to go through a slump. He's a human being. But right. I promise you, Dame Lillard is going to bounce back. There are certain players that are going to bounce back. But I don't think – I could be wrong. I haven't heard players like Damian Lillard blame the ball. Has he? Yeah. I haven't heard Steph Curry blame the ball. Yeah, and, and Come we on. haven't heard – Joe Harris isn't shooting well in Brooklyn Come either. On. We, they, we, we asked uh, – Elite shooter. I haven't heard Kevin Durant blame the ball. Yeah, Yeah. they they asked. We asked Joe Harris about the ball today, and he said, "You know, I don't really think about it." He said, "It's not something that crosses your mind." Because an elite shooter, like if if I'm if I'm having a bad shooting night, but this is the trick I used to do. It's it's some fucked up stuff, but (laughs) there was a special ball that we used to use at St. Bonaventure for the games. I would never let our team practice with it. I would never let anybody else touch it because I worked out with it one time. I said, "God damn, I could shoot." From Pluto with this ball. Was it like like in like Mike how he had the special sneakers? You had the special. Yeah, ball? I had a special ball that Sheesh. was so perfect for the game. So every time there was a game day, I would give the ball to the DJ guy. As soon as the refs come out, he'll just hand the ball to the DJ guy. <laughs> so you know they got to come to me because it's home court. I'll take the right. ball and I say, oh yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, but that was the ball that I used my senior year. This is how we inflated his stats, y'all. <laughs> yeah, this is the secret right so, here. That, the that jig was is the secret. Up. So if you're in an arena, <laughs> shooters. If there's a ball you like, be smart. Okay, I like this ball. Take this ball to the side. Then when the game start, hey, ref, I, th- I think I'm kind of feeling this ball. And give that to, like, it's a home court advantage. Lethal cheater. <laughs> <laughs> he said hey, lethal cheater. I was number one in the conference for a reason, Chris. Listen, <laughs> it's the ball. The ball don't oh, lie, damn. ladies and gentlemen. The oh, ball don't man. lie. All right, so that does it for three on five. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we got a we got a very special guest in the house. And, and like I was saying before, before I introduce the man, I'm gonna let y'all know how we met. First off, we we were at a, a Timberwolves event in the city, in New York City, open bar, great time. And I don't know if you had the same the same observations, this, but it, it, I call it spade a spade. There's a lot of white folks in the room. Right, and when you when you black Jesus. folks in a white oh room, God. you gravitate towards each other. It's just the way the way life works, right? So we we grab some drinks, and I end up talking to just an I, I didn't know who he was. Just another guy that I seen in the room. We end up start chopping it up, and then one of my coworkers walks up to me, and goes, "Oh my gosh, this what's up, man? I'm such a big fan." And I'm like, wait, hold on, who who is this guy? <laughs> and, and come to find out, it's a whole ass rapper from Boston who happens to be cool with a Timberwolves player. Not even just a whole rapper from Boston, a super fan, a Celtic super fan. I saw him on like, you know how they was doing the digital fans during the pandemic, how they had the fans on the little, yeah, yeah he was yeah. on that joint. Bubble, I'm like, yeah. oh, this man is for real. Ladies and gentlemen, Number one, give it up for the one and only cousin Stiz, aka Mr. Dirty Bands. This is my guy right here. My guy, yo, Stiz, bro. Number one, thank you for coming on the show. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Nah, man. This is this is legendary. We've been trying to set something up for a minute now. So I'm glad, I'm glad we 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 finally been able to do it. Hey, real quick, bro, talk to us about your Celtics, man. How you how you feeling about them boys uh, right now? And, and I don't be know. honest, bro. This is, you, t- t- be honest with us because because I was gonna use them for one of the categories <laughs> earlier, but I said no because he said you was coming on here. <laughs> I, I think it's early, man. I think it's early, and we're taking some tough losses. Honestly, man, we're taking like like I'm just feeling like playoff L's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Like they're they're tough, mm. but but it's early, man. It's early. I know we could score the rock. We got we got to play some defense. Um, we kind of have a new team in a way. And we got a whole new coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. it's gonna take some time, bro. I, I I feel like game 30, I'll really know where we at. You know what I'm saying? Right. Facts. No, but I got a, a I got a I got a question. I apologize. Good, everybody. How if the main core who was there last year, bro, how don't get I don't get how they're fighting with each other. If you get where I'm coming from. Like, y'all know each other. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, Just like, tell like, the people oh, because Marcus happened. Smart, Marcus Smart said what he said, and we all know that's that, that's like me. I was saying, I was telling them, yeah, bro, if we're a rap group or something, and you the main the main person, and I and a, yeah, we the Migos, right? We the Migos. Oh, nah, we're nah, the Migos. I can't use them. Those are my guys. We the we the we the we the, we the whatevers, right? <laughs> And, 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 and behind the scenes, I'm like, man, how the hell Ashley keep getting all the light? How come Chris keep getting all the keep getting all the light? How come Sid- I'm the prettiest? That's why. For our <laughs> listeners who don't know what Marcus Smart said, Marcus Smart basically said Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't pass enough, and they want to shoot every time they touch the ball. Them fighting words. Those fight. I- so, bro, I got a question for you because you you a hard nosed fan. How are dudes that have been on the team together that long? Why? How is that an issue right now, bro? I think it's that one, obviously, is losing. Nobody likes losing, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
And I, I think it's the way they're losing. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like I said yeah. earlier, it's the way we're losing. Like it, yeah. the, the ball, I, I, the ball stops. You know what I'm saying? Like in the fourth quarter, it seems like the ball stops moving. Yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying, and like yeah. for me, and to me, like that's just not how we win games. Like, you right, know what I'm we, we've never won games doing that. So, right, I, I get what I get what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? I, I get what Marcus Smart is saying, but at the same time, like we. That can't leave the locker room like it can't. All due respect, like Marcus Smart. That's how I feel too. Sounds like y'all want that old thing back. Where Brad Stevens at? Oh. Brad Stevens had that ball moving. Hey. Oh. Brad Stevens had that ball moving. <laughs> nah, I think we're gonna figure it out, man. Like for real, I really do think we're gonna figure it out. Like, like I said, game thirty, man, because I know we can score the rock. You know, yeah. and I think that was one of our issues last year. Is like uh, the, we stopped being able to score the rock at like you know in the third quarter. Third quarter coming out of the half, like after those adjustments were made, like you know we we weren't able to really get the rock in the in the bucket. So like, I, I know we can score the rock this year. I think it's just about putting everything together and like you know like we got a new head coach and he got to figure out the yeah. team. You Facts. know, we got to yeah. figure out he got to figure agree. guys out. Well, your squad and my squad set off the NBA with a bang in a double overtime game. The New Here York Knicks Ashley. came out victorious, Ashley, though. Ashley we got that promote dub, the Knicks okay? at every turn, The Knicks are good this year, Listen, man. Oh, you, the Knicks is saucy. Don't let these guys, don't let these guys yeah. try to, like, deter you. The Knicks is saucy. If you want to go no, ahead no, and no, jump no, ship, you're always welcome. I, got, I, I can <laughs> get that bandwagon that. Um, never, application. Never, jump to the yo. front of the line. But you sit courtside at the Celtics, and the Knicks have Spike Lee, obviously, the notorious, infamous courtside, you know, ticket holder since the beginning of time. Are you the Spike Lee nah, of the Boston I got to get more games in. I got to get more games in and more fits <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? My fits aren't hard enough. Once I get that season <laughs> ticket, and the, once I get that courtside season ticket, I'm gonna really come. I'm gonna really come with the fits, and then we'll see. You gotta do the whole like suit, like like spike yeah, does, yeah, and yeah, the Celtics I gotta get, colors like, the and the green hat. Suit. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get swaggy with it. I respect. Yeah, you gotta it. get the whole green drip. You know, fire. Hey, before we go on to the next topic, how did you become such a big Celtics fan? Like, what's your earliest memories of going to Celtics games? All that. Take me back. Bro, every time I go to the Celtics game, I, I feel like I got to stop going to Celtics games. Every time I go to these <laughs> games, we lose, bro. I, oh, I'm no. Like, oh, you're the, ba- you're the bad luck charm? You remember they tried to say that about Drake. You remember they tried to say Drake was the reason why all the athletes was losing when they started linking. It's not Drake. It's, it's them, bro. So you keep going to the game. <laughs> I don't keep, bro, it's, I'm talking about like since Boys and Girls Club days, bro. Like, oh, like, yeah. Boys and Girls Club nosebleed seats days. Fire. We've been losing every time I pull up, bro. Every time I pull up. Bro. Okay, then Yo. it might be you. It might be you. <laughs> Yo. It's this definitely man. you. Talk about why they, why they arguing about the ball. I gotta love it. But going back to Marcus Smart, how did that friendship come about? Like, you know, he's a cool, he seems like a really, really cool dude. I think I've met him once or twice in passing, but every time it's been, it's been a pleasurable experience for me marcus is the man like i can't I, I can't say nothing bad about him but like what he really did uh for me uh was uh my little bro uh one of my little homies um damone clark he was uh he was diagnosed with cancer and mm. before he passed he spent a lot of time with marcus and uh marcus actually like uh a speech he made a while back i forgot what it was for he ended up talking about my talking about the little homie talked about the little bro you know and um Wow, and that meant a wow. lot. Like that meant a lot. He, uh, my, my, my big bro came and came back and told me about it. And for me, like he was, he was good for them. Like I got the kid's name tatted on my arm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, it, like for me, he was, he's been golden from that day. And every time I see him, like it's been nothing but love. Like literally nothing but love. That's what it's all about. Year. Still, yeah, to since rookie year. Oh yeah. See. Listen, he may be complaining about not nah, getting the ball. Dude, he's, dude, he's a great right? dude. So, and he's a great dude. He's a great dude. Hard nosed yeah. player. He's something that we love to see. Yeah, we there. love that's that shit because that's because that's who we come from, and, and and I got respect for him in that manner Facts. too because he plays the type of basketball that you know he's he's not he Street ain't ball. the the best talent with everything. But I tell you, he gonna give hundred and ten percent. He's Facts. not backing down. From he's nothing. not backing exactly. down from nobody. You know, you know and who, I love that shit about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of, and I really I really love this kind of just grit. He reminds me a lot of the way Todd yeah. Gibson yeah, plays basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real gritty. Just like if Todd Gibson was a guard, he might be Marcus Smart. Not gonna hold basketball. you. Yeah. I love that man. Yeah. 
It's like it just reminds me of that grittiness that from the park yeah. we playing like we want to watch And every team needs that. And I feel like every, every team every needs team that. Does. Every team yep. needs every team that. Needs That's a fact. He's definitely a championship uh, player, Absolutely. caliber type of player. He belongs on a on a championship team. That dude is legit to me. But will it be yeah. the Celtics? For sure. Will Absolutely. the Celtics be the team? Hey, we ain't counting my boys out. Not never. Not never. Well, we know you're close with Marcus Smart. Another guy that you're close with, obviously, is Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and, and looking at his stats, right, Cat is averaging six threes a game attempted, and he's hitting them at a 50% mm. clip. He's making wow. half his threes, attempting six. That, that's crazy to me. That's he's major. he's shooting, he's has, he has a career high in steals per game. Uh, he's tied his career high in blocks per game right now. It's 1.7, um, shooting 50% from the field, average at 24.8 points. What, what do you know about how he entered this season? Because the man is cooking, and the Wolves look all right right now. I'm not going to hold you. I talk, to, uh, I talk to Carl a lot, like, a lot. Like, that's really my friend for real, for real, for real, for real. Yeah. Um, and I knew this year, like, he was excited. Like, like he was he was very excited about the team. He said it was just, he said he was excited about the coaching staff. He was excited about this whole year, man. Like, and I know I knew that book, the way he was working. Um, mm. And we're seeing it now, bro. We're seeing it. Like, bro, he was excited about those young guys that they put around him. Now, for real, for real. Yeah. Is, is, is he excited enough to end mm. his career in Minnesota, though? Look, look. What? It's a tra- it's a legit day. question. I've been tampering all day. So if you don't get a C's jersey, we have a problem, all right? So I don't even look, no. I look. I want him I want him to end his legacy wherever he sees fit for himself, bro. But I'm saying if, if he's gonna come anywhere, it better be a C's jersey because I'm t- I'll be tampering all damn day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, he is from New Jersey. So, you know, close to New Jersey is New York. I'm just saying. So if he wants to, if he wants to play at home. Everybody want to play at home. That's always everybody an option. want to play at home. I can't even <laughs> hold it. Hey, hey, I, I, I heard you a hooper, bro. I heard you, I heard you be getting some shots up. What's up? We, nah, I'm I'm all right. I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't gonna say all that now. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I know real hoopers, so I ain't gonna say all that. Who would win in a one on one, you or Lethal? Why well, always gotta be <laughs> the one you go? <laughs> Lethal was my coach. Yeah, when we did this, we did this whole Nike League. Uh, Listen, the grasshopper becomes the student at one. Lethal, point, you remember so. that? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> We did this little Nike league. Yeah, yeah. Coach Lethal was my coach. Was, I was going crazy. That doesn't answer the question. Who would Thanks. win in a one-on-one? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, his shot's crazy. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm going to take it up. Hey, I knew, I knew the vibes once Lethal went on Instagram this, what was it, this weekend? He just started posting all his receipts. He was like, yo, I think he's like, yo, y'all must have me fucked up. Y'all think I'm some type of Instagram trainer? Nah, I do this in real life. Yeah, man, they was killing me. They think I'm an IG and influencer. Don't give it. This is I hoop hoop. <laughs> that jumper's for real. Bro. They think he they think he just shoots underwater for the fun of it for views and clicks. Yeah. But listen, there are a lot of hoopers, or well, there's a lot of rappers rather who can hoop. You look at J. Cole. I'm yeah. not gonna I mean Lethal says Drake is pretty solid, so we'll throw him in there. Oh, you know, yeah. you have Chris <laughs> Brown is, is a hooper, Dave East. Where would you kind of rank yourself among you know the guys who oh, can bro, I'm not even doing that. Don't don't act like you sorry. He's not sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not sorry, but I ain't no hooper, man. Like, could you could you beat Quavo in a one on one? I was about to say I got quiz. I got stairs in a one on one over Quavo. How tall is Quavo? How tall is Quay? He's like five nine, I think five ten. No, hell no. Quavo I'm pretty on sure I'm gonna look. No, Quavo I don't think he is. I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm about to look it up right now. Play him, bro. Five nine. Quavo height. Hold up. Quavo is 5'10 and a half. Thank you. I'll take 5'10 over half. I said 5'9, 5'10. Hey, I'm shifty, bro. I'm shifty, man. There it is. I'm shifty and I don't be running out of energy, yo. I'm kind of, you feel me? My cardio's up. My cardio's up, so I don't know. (laughs) Yo. But there's also, there's the inverse of that too, right? Because we also see a lot of basketball players now Mm. who are trying to be rappers. Yeah. Is there there, there anybody that you, I I think Miles Bridges got bars. We obviously see Dame. Any any hoopers right now that you think actually got bars? I think Miles Bridges got bars for real. I think he got bars for real, for real, for real. Yo, he gonna be here. I promise y'all. Miles Bridges yeah. is that boy. He the new future. Nah, he he could give a lot of rappers problems <laughs> though, if he decided he wanted to switch lanes, bro. Yo, why like, do you why do you think that that relationships between music and sports is just so intertwined? You know, J Cole had a line, I think, or it was Drake. I want to say who had it that you know rappers want to be athletes and athletes want to be rappers. Why do you think that is? 
I don't know. It's but it's a fact though. Like that's how me and, that's how me and Carl got super tight. Yeah. Uh, he got like a he, that man had a studio in the crib. Wow, really? Like, you wow. know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like yeah, like my, that. He, he, you know what I'm saying? Like he likes to just listen to music, vibe, make some music, just play around. You know what I'm saying? So like I know like and the same thing with me. Like I want to hoop, but I can't. You know I want to dunk. I want to dunk so bad, but I can't. You know what I'm saying? So I get to watch, I get to live vicariously through my boys. Facts. That's honestly yeah. one of the saddest things I've ever heard. I want to dunk, <laughs> but I can't. I think all of us feel that way. I can't dunk. I want to, I want to do the, the whole. I don't know about y'all. I can dunk. So don't try it. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about she can dunk. <laughs> hey, before, before we get you out of here, you know, you can't come on a certified buckets podcast as a rapper and not give me 16 bars, bro. Oh. I need them. I need 16 bars off 16 you, bro. 16 bars? I need 16. Yes, I can. Hold on now. I need 16 <laughs> bars off you, bro. What's up? Eight. 16 is wild. Six, 16? I'll take eight. Church take all types of donations. Do you give me eight? We'll take, he gonna need a cash app. Bro, that's crazy, bro. You gonna put me on the spot <laughs> I got like to, this? bro. I can't. I, I'd say, hey. Do y'all do this to the athletes, too? Do y'all make them set up the camera and dunk something? We about to, we about said, to start doing that now. He said set up the camera and dunk something. <laughs> y'all, make the, y'all make the athletes set up the camera and dunk something? Lethal specifically asks every Yo. athlete that comes on his podcast, let me see your shot, bro. <laughs> right. So he can critique it. Oh, he already know. Uh, Free shoot tips. Free shoot oh, tips after man. eight bars. Free shoot tips in LA. Right, I got you next time. I'm going to come prepared next time, so y'all got to bring me back. I say that. We're going to hit you with some okay. ball. Yo, before I'm you go, let the something. people know what you're working on. Let the people know what you're doing. Man, man. Man, man, you already know it's your favorite cousin Stiz, man. The new album working on it. Can't tell y'all what it is, but say that out now. New single coming up real soon. Appreciate the love and appreciate you guys for having me every time. My God, appreciate you, bro. We're gonna have you back. Keep up the great work, brother. It's time for the certified bucket of the week. Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the certified bucket of the week. This week, I'm going to have to go with my guy, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, boy. Three to the <laughs> dome, Carmelo Anthony. I think I might have picked him before again, but I wanna, yes. I'm going to keep picking him if he keeps shooting like this. I could be wrong. I think he's shooting like 50-plus percent from three. But most importantly, Jamal Crawford called it out as well. These are vets that deserve to be on NBA teams. Right. So last week when we talked to one of the best – I would say crossover Kings basketball players Facts. in the world, Jamal Crawford. He, we were saying that more vets need to be in the NBA. And this is the same player where NBA teams and the media outlets, let's call them out. They try to make us feel like that Carmelo he wasn't was worthy to play in the games. Like, like he, he was washed. washed. Like he couldn't do nothing. And now this guy's out here, all due respect to my guys, AD, LeBron, those are my mans. But if, if Carmelo wasn't on fire like this, they'll be losing. It's not like they're blowing teams out. Carmelo is literally ha- looking like the Carmelo when he first came in the NBA, the way he's shooting right now. Defensively, not as much right now. The way he's running the floor, not as much. But shooting-wise, this is some of the best shooting I've ever seen from Carmelo. And if he keeps this up, he's going to be my certified bucket every single week. Because the one thing about me, I love picking people that people try to give up on, that people try to talk bad about. And those people come out of the fire and and, and win in life. So Carmelo, you're my certified bucket of the week. Lakers picking up because if he doesn't continue to shoot like this just like last night you only beat the Rockets but I think I don't want to be wrong by two points if Carmelo didn't shoot like that again they would have lost if Carmelo didn't have that one game he did a few nights ago they would have lost so come on Lakers pick it up because Carmelo's my certified buck of the week because he's carrying you guys a little bit and um, not saying AD isn't scoring LeBron isn't scoring but Carmelo shouldn't have to pull that much weight right now with the type of mob the Lakers have I I love I love to see this Carmelo flourishing era because I'm a (laughs) huge Carmelo fan obviously you know he's a Brooklyn kid he went to Syracuse big Syracuse orange fan over here but like you said a lot of people wanted to give up on Melo I think Melo claims the DMV but go ahead I apologize first of all he also claims Brooklyn I read his book thank you very much okay I apologize (laughs) anywho put on for Brooklyn Ash I know the vibes I read shout out to Red Hook okay but um no I I think it's dope to be able to see him kind of and have this second life in the NBA especially after people tried to say he was washed and all this stuff we know who you are but more importantly look if any team has to win it the reason i'm rooting for the lakers is because of that man right there carmelo anthony these are facts and my my certified bucket of the week was looking like mellow against them knicks this guy would my boy og ananobi unbelievable og ananobi had y'all looking crazy (laughs) had y'all looking like the orlando magic out there shout outs to rj hampton 
Had y'all looking awful. Had y'all looking like the Pelicans. Came back. What the do you have? 36? That's an exaggeration. Relax. Relax. My, my son, OG Ananobi, had 36 points and hit four threes, which means he was torching y'all in the mid-range. He was dunking alley-oops all over you. He was doing it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if this is the type of play we're going to get from, from him all season, but this is how you respond when you sign a four-year, $72 million contract. You walk into Madison Square Garden and you beat the Knicks. Ahead, you guys OG. can't see my face right now, but I'm unimpressed. I'm unimpressed <laughs> with this take. I know you're not impressed. It's okay. I was proud of him. He's starting to he's starting to really uh <laughs> he's starting to really play the way everybody thought he was supposed to be playing. And shout out to uh yeah. you know, I watched him train. I watched him train all summer on the other half. You know, shout out to Dribble Too Much, man. He did a good job uh with with OG. So keep I the love great when work. I love when players known for their defense start sprinkling that offense in there. Yeah. It's like, damn, now what you gonna do? You yeah. can't stop him. You can't score on him. And he just yeah. gave you 36? God yeah. dang. What you going to do about that? Well, my certified bucket of the week, I'm going to keep it in the family, except the real family. And I'm going to go RJ Broadway Barrett, okay? RJ been hooping. I'm not going to hold y'all. He been Listen, hooping. Bully Barrett, RJ Nine God, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Badman Barrett, all the he nicknames. Yeah. Averaging 27. Badman Barrett. Badman Bad Barrett. Badman forward. Badman Barrett. You know what thing it is. Listen. Badman Barrett got me weak. Listen, averaging oh, 27 man. points per game in the last three games. And I think everybody saw just how intense he was playing in that game against the Raptors. Listen, he was a reason that the Knicks looked like there was a possibility for them to circle back. Obviously, that didn't, you know, pan out. But I think RJ, one thing I really am excited to see about, you know, this consistency from him and him getting his flowers when it's due is because I think a lot of people forget about RJ Barrett. You know, you look at those lists that came out before the season started about players to watch and players to look out for and under 25 and all these lists. And it always seems like RJ Barrett's kind of an afterthought, but I think people forget he can hoop and yeah. he gets better each and every season, which I think is so impressive for someone who just turned 21 years old, 22 years old. I mean, he's yeah. so young and he has grown up in the New York media spotlight. It's never easy. A lot of guys can't do it. And he rises to the occasion each and every time and he drastically gets better. And that's what you want from a young guy that, you know, you hope is going to be part of this franchise for a very long time to come. Shout out to him. I think Lethal, I think you'd be proud of him. Rookie year, 32% shooter mm. from, from three-point range. Last year, 40% shooter. This year he's shooting 43% from downtown. Every year, getting better. Yeah, I, I respect him. And, you know, I've I've been honored to I've been watching him train for the last two years, especially a few sessions where they train inside of the facility. He shoots late at night. You know, shout out to my guy. Yeah. Um, that's with him. He, uh actually one of my old high school teammates. Um, I, I don't want to yeah. say his name, but he he's been with him, not as a trainer, but just 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 be with him mentally. And yeah. the one thing I can say about RJ, when he trains, that's the only thing he's thinking about when I was watching. Like he's not checking his phone. He not the only thing he think about is getting better. And it's like that that militant mentality that you have to have. And that's why he fits so perfectly. Um, in that system, and and it's just an honor, like you guys say, to see players get better. So when the players yeah. don't get better, it just shows us, like what you're saying, Ashley. Like, damn, work on your game. Who's like, working and who's not? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like is is to make those type of jumps in numbers. It just shows that somebody's consistently consistently working on their craft. So like that was a great certified buck of the week. He up the great work, man. We're, I'm a huge fan as well. And I and I love and I love that you mentioned, you know, we talk about he did th he last season he was reportedly doing three a days at one point. I mean, gym. it's I mean, I've been in the gym morning, noon and night. Like it was I've been in the gym at the Knicks facility. I want to say at 11 o'clock at night, 1130 at night. And I've seen him getting in work. But I think That's it's fire. I think it's even more impressive. You know, you speak to him having someone with him just strictly for his mental, and I think that's yeah. so important. Especially, oh wait, yeah. Lethal, you you you've been at the Knicks facility. You've been you've been you've been you work well. So that means you that means you taught them to put the ball aside at the beginning of the game. Nah, <laughs> nah. So that's why his three point percentage is up. Okay. Nah, I've never I've never worked with him, but lethal cheater. <laughs> but I have <laughs> I do I do see what's going on in the back of the scenes, and and I can tell you this. The, the Knicks aren't playing. The the organization nah, isn't playing. The, the people who are behind the scenes aren't playing. And like what Ashley says, that's what it takes to build the complete player, habits, especially yeah. for players like Zion. It starts with anybody that's cooking the food to the person that's washing the car. If you want to be successful in life, it takes all having all the right pieces around you. And the Knicks are doing a good job of getting that out of all the young talent.
And I love the fact, like you said, he has someone, RJ has someone, you know, there strictly for his mental. Exactly. We talk about this a lot, you know, basketball, sports in general, extremely competitive. It's a lot of pressure. You have yeah. cities riding on you. You have franchises riding right. on you. You have social front offices. Media. Social media is there to critique you. Um, take care of your mental health, guys. You know, you know, take care of it in any way, shape or form that you have to. Um, you know, you come first before all of this. And I think it's important, um, especially for the younger guys, is, you know, all players, but those young guys who are just trying to get acclimated to, acclimated to it all, really, it's just really important to just value yourself and put your needs as a person first. Because before you are a player in whatever sport you are playing, you are a person and you got to take care of that mental and your spirit and everything first and, and worry about everything else second. So Facts. shout out to him. Some stats, some real quick stats before we get out of here. The Knicks are shooting a league-high 41.1% from three. And they're the only team... They're the only team that is attempting at least 43s a game that is shooting better than 36% from Listen, three. a lot of they uh, are they are they are shooting lights out. Man, shout out, shout out to Coach Coach Kenny Payne. He's one of the best yeah. in the business. He doesn't get enough credit he deserves. When he was at Kentucky. Um, I was I was honored to watch him train some players as well, and he turns you into a robot as well. So shout out to somebody that's not getting a lot hey, of credit. Kenny Payne got next up. A lot of a lot of guys a lot of guys ask me what turns me on. It's numbers like that. That's what turns me on. So on that note, I'm crying. <laughs> We are going to go ahead and wrap this episode of Certified Buckets, fellas. How are you feeling? I'm feeling feel good. Great. Yeah, I feel great. This is a good episode. We had my boy Cousin Stiz on here talking his talk. <laughs> we hit some good topics, you know what I'm saying? Shout outs to them Phoenix Suns. <laughs> see, wow. y'all next, see y'all next decade. Shady. And on that note, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. And make sure you guys shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And if you come correct, you might just hear your comment on our next show. But until next week, we out. Peace.